and God delivers this classic line, I am who I am. First off, I'm wondering if when he first answered, God was like having a senior moment and couldn't exactly remember <laughs> which, which name he wanted to use. So he's like, I am uh, who I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like this old, you know, you know, you know I'm you know, I'm me. Exactly. Uh, apparently God just turned Italian, Brian. Welcome to episode 50. You heard that right. Episode 5-0 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint or maybe a fine wine. You can watch us live Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern at pubtheology.com. And you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, as well as the New Thought channel on your Roku or other streaming device. Tonight's episode is brought to you by our official sponsors. Our official beer sponsor, Craft Beer Cellar, and our first sponsor for, they've been around for what, 30 episodes maybe? Uh, Their primary focus is amazing beer, education, hospitality. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Visit Craft Beer Cellar, that's C-E-L-L-A-R, for a location near you, and you can win free beer from Craft Beer Cellar. By joining our conversation. How do you do that? You can comment anytime during the week when you listen to this podcast on Twitter or Facebook. Please use the hashtag PTLive and we will go through those comments and pick one um, at the end of the month. We actually have a winner or winner from February. It took us a few weeks to get to it, but we got a winner. It is Woo! Dave Haglin. He uh, checked in on Twitter when we had an opening question a few weeks ago, what would happen if you shot a gun in space? And his response was, it sounds like an experiment for the new right-wing NASA. Ba-dum-bum. Thanks, Dave. That was <laughs> well done, um, Dave. Yes, we'll we'll get you a craft beer seller gift card at some point in May. Oh my gosh, did you find sure. them unpacking yet? I got them. Look, I got them. I got them. See, I found them. I just now have to... Step one. The other thing uh, join our conversation is call us and leave a message anytime on our official casual priest hotline casual priest the uh swedish danish Nor- norwegian what are they guys swedish 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 uh clergy garment manufacturers making some modern cut clergy clothing if you want to know what it really looks like check out Last week's video stream, Brian Brian wore his, or go to their website, casualpriest.com. Call the hotline, 980-PT-LIVE-0. That's 980-785-4830. And anytime you call and leave a message, question, query, comment, anything, we may play it on the show, and you will be eligible to win free clergy apparel from Casual Priest. And we actually have a message we'll play later on the show. All right, that's all I got. And we have a wine sponsor, Wink Wine Club. Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. Get started at trywink.com slash PT Live for $20 off your first order and other savings. And that's Wink, W-I-N-C. There we go. 
And please, please go sign up because um, we, 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 we need more wine. <laughs> We're out of free credits. <laughs> we got a free wine credits. That's that's our that's our uh, what's the word we call reward benefit for when you sign up. And we're running short on wine, so help us out, people. Help us out, little wine for thy stomach's sake, as the Apostle Paul said. So tonight on our mid-century episode, we'll discuss names of God. Do we find them meaningful, limiting, maybe irrelevant? The mystic and spiritual teacher Mirabai Starr contends that we can find God wherever we are, inside the holy houses of each of the world's faiths and out in the wild places of the earth. So we'll chat a bit about names in general and names and names of God. And perhaps we'll hear a little bit from philosopher and theologian John Caputo, who says that the name of a God is an event or harbors an event. And he's got some interesting takes on that so we'll hit on all of that and perhaps reminisce a little bit now that episode 50 is here my name is brian yay. burkoff and i am yeah yay exactly <laughs> my name is brian and i'm the pastor of holland ucc in holland michigan and i am the author of pub theology beer conversation and god and tonight i am once again drinking a reverent monk Belgian triple from Saugatuck Brewing Company. Somebody in my church bought me a case of these, so I'm I'm still ah. working through them. I was I was wondering why we were having so many repeats of that. There you go. Yeah, the monk is back and with us as usual. As usual, Ogan Holder, Tina Simmons, welcome guys. Uh, Reverend Ogan Holder here from Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, and author of Rants to Revelations, um, unabashedly honest. Reflections on life, spirituality, and the meaning of God. Nailed it. Um, and tonight, I am drinking the Reverend quadruple yes. Belgian style quadruple ale by the Avery Brewing Company. Take a look at that label. The label is pretty cool. That is very cool for a can. The Reverend. The Reverend. You're one up in me with your Reverend from my Reverend. And I got sound effects too. So you have a reverend and a monk. Yes, there we go. Brian's right. usually the one bringing the sound effects. I gotta, you know, gotta match them tonight. All right. Um, Tina Simmons here, um, author of Zandrail, Being Human is Overrated. And I'm drinking Mary Hill Zinfandel from the Columbia yes. Valley. Beautiful. Nice choice. I like Zinfandels. I like red Zinfandels. All righty. Ooh, that's tasty. So if you fell asleep for a year and you're wondering, how did we get to episode 50? Can't we one question. First, we did 49 other episodes and... Oh, no. Oh, sorry. And now we're at 50. But isn't it crazy? I mean, how are we at 50? You know, I, it, uh, I give... It's, I, I don't like to do this, but I'll give Tina credit where credit is due. Um, and... and you got to watch the video for this look on her face now because she's like, wait, what? He's going to say something nice to me. Um, so before before this, um, I had the Rants Revelations podcast, you know, that kind of went along with the book and we interviewed people and Tina was my co-host slash sidekick. And when that wrapped up because I just didn't have room for the podcast in my life at the time, it was really a case of 
really missing doing this. This is like, I don't know what am I on, like my third or fourth podcast. Now I'm addicted to doing this. Mm. And Tina was like, yeah, I missed this too. We should do one. And I think Brian wants to do one. So let's just do one. So, mm. you know, I can be, I'm like, um, for again, the Enneagram, I'm a type nine, which is the peacemaker. But the thing about type nines, we are like that physics principle a body at rest stays at rest. The body in motion stays in motion. Yeah. So inertia. It, yeah. So, so for me, once I get into something that I really enjoy and I'm passionate about, I am a hundred percent there, but the effort it takes to get me off the couch to do it, <laughs> God help us all. So, so I give Tina the credit for really being like the energy of let's just do this. We know how to do it. Let's just do it. And, um, and you know, it. I think it took us a good like forty episodes to get our group <laughs> to hit our stride. We, We're still working you, on that. <laughs> you know what's really funny though is you give me that credit for like you know giving you the kick in the butt to get this started, but I do the least work out of all three of us <laughs> for this show. Don't think we haven't noticed. <laughs> hey, Speaking I offer. The next fifty episodes are all yours. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's been fun, you know, and I think at some point, I don't know when it was, but I feel like, I feel like initially I just felt uptight and felt like, you know, it has to be perfect or, you know, we have to really sound astute or, you know what I mean? I just, I wasn't comfortable relaxing and now I just feel like I look forward to this. I love, I love talking with you guys, hanging out with you. I love when we have guests and it's just fun. Bad jokes and puns are like flying left, right, center, all over the place. All over. Brian, you didn't have a chance in hell of this show being astute with me and Ogan on it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Actually, that's that's why we brought you in. You 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 were supposed to be the Hey, we all have our we all have our roles and our gifts. (laughs) And And I'm here to keep you guys from being too serious. That is true. I think I think we've found a rhythm and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So, and you know, we do have some listeners. That's also nice to know. Now that we have 50 episodes under our belt, we have listeners and someone left us a voicemail. Oh yeah, we got voicemail. Oh, man, you should give me a little more heads up. I forgot I was doing this now. Right, <laughs> Keep talking, Brian. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Hello, Ogan and Brian and Tina. This is Kathleen Kurzweig calling from Fort Myers, Florida. I'm a licensed Unity teacher and also a Unity ministerial student. And I listen to you all every single week. Unfortunately, I have classes on Tuesday nights, so I don't hear you live, but I definitely check out the YouTube version of your show. I love the conversations. I love the sense of humor that you all have. And I also love the serious topics that you address as well. Keep up the good work and congratulations on your 50th episode next week. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kathleen. That was awesome. Thank Thank you. Thanks, Kathleen. On Friday. I think think that um, the most miraculous thing was that this show was um, given as like an assignment for seminary <laughs> students to listen to. I love it. Like, I don't know if that says something about us or something about the seminary, but <laughs> I should have knocked it. That wasn't, that was, that was my, that was my seminary. So, uh, but yeah. And 
Go ahead. That's great. I think it's really cool. And I think she hit on, you know, what we strive for on this show, that that there's a balance of fun and humor and that we speak at a level that people can connect with and and engage sort of wherever they are on sort of their path of life and faith and, you know, whether they have theological or philosophical training or not. And also we hit some serious stuff. We really, we, you know, we try to hit some serious topics that um, affect our own lives. Um, speaking of serious topics, I just read, I just read the label on this can. Oh my gosh. And it says, this is, so the, again, the Reverend by Avery Bruin company created by God feared by Satan, loved by all. Reverend Luther Tucker. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Nice. There you go. Hey, you know what I was just thinking, Brian, is we should have put it out to listeners, and maybe we'll do this for our 100th, but we should have put it out to them for them to tweet in their favorite quotes from us. You know what I mean? Mm. From past episodes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Let's do that for episode 100. Give them enough lead time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <baby. laughs> Start now. Start random Pay attention, folks. Well, well, we're, we're giving us the lead time because you know how it is. We don't do any work for this show until at best Monday. <laughs> okay. On the rare occasion, maybe a Sunday Whoopsies. night. Whoopsies. But that's a true. True story. True story. Uh, so we started this show, I believe, uh, during a um, State of the Union address. So this show is already on its second president. We've been through two State of the Unions. Uh, and we just keep moving forward. Yes, I, I, uh, my goal is to outlast the current administration. <laughs> just in life, I mean, you know, just physically be alive. <laughs> well, you know, just to well, clarify that too, that too. So that's like maybe four years, but the way things are going, maybe less. We don't know. I we don't know. Going to turn out. There's, there's never a dull moment. We don't know. So. Uh, we're going to get to some topics soon. Uh, Tina, did you say you had a, a quote or two to reminisce about or recall? Um, well, you know me. I have like a billion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's it's where some of my favorites were. Uh, like there's a big long one. Holy week. Holy show last year was just the funniest um, when we talked about the the whip. And, you know, Brian was just trying so hard to to make Jesus peaceful and Ogan was just trying so hard to point out that he fashioned a whip and it was premeditative. So that was a lot of fun. But um, some of my like one shot quotes that I liked were when Brian said, most of us don't have superpowers. And I said, you better be speaking for yourself. Um, and then episode 14. Yeah, that's too long. I don't know. I was just going through everything and picking stuff apart. Um, oh, Ogan said, why is Tina allowing you to call God a he to you? Mm. Um, what episode oh. was, the, was the holy show was that the holy that i don't know i just labeled it the holy show it had to be about 16 or so is that easter show um yeah well yeah it was the holy show it was between palm sunday and easter oh yeah it was holy week yes that's what it was yeah. so every episode we do is a holy <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah, at, exactly. Ogan, at one point ogan said i'm fairly certain in a few years I keep hanging around Brian and I'm going to bring him over to the dark side with me. And Brian was like, Ooh, teaser. That's going to be episode 9,000. So, <laughs> which I think knowing where Brian is at now, I think that's hysterical because I think he's, he's kind of tiptoed over into that side a little bit. Just saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm on, I'm on our SoundCloud page. One of the ways you can listen to the audio. Uh, the Holy show was episode 11. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Early on. 
what's more startling is the title for episode 12 is baby hitler and oh my gosh i totally <laughs> missed that one <laughs> oh, titled it that oh my gosh you remember that one if you could bring hitler back oh. kill him as a baby oh if you could go back in time would you kill would yeah. you kill hitler as a baby yeah. Oh, that's right. And I ended the show by asking if you could go back with oh. Jesus, given all the... Would you kill baby Jesus, you said? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I think broke Brian. <laughs> the most yeah. sacrilegious thing my ears have ever heard. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I still haven't recovered from that. I'm just... But it's not, a knock, it's not a knock against Jesus. I mean, definitely oh. a knock against Hitler, but, you know... <laughs> I mean, listen, when you look at the number of of deaths that we can attribute to Christianity, you know, crusades, all these different occupations and stuff, and just, you know, the the the, the demeaning that was wrought on, on, on women in the name of Christianity, like, you know. Well, yeah, that, but you know, that's... Go ahead, Brian. It's not baby Jesus's fault. That's all I'm going to say. Well, no, I know, but I see where Ogan's coming from, but that's a whole show in it itself. Um, has Christianity done more good or more harm? Oh, good. Yeah, we do need to do that. Yeah. Episode 51. There you go. Okay. And just one more um, quote from episode nine. Ogan said, when we were talking about why we do the show, Ogan said, I do this selfishly for my own edification. And I said, we wouldn't expect anything else from you, Ogan. Dang. <laughs> Throwing shade. That's Ooh, all. yeah. Yeah. All Thanks. care begins with self-care. All joy begins with self-joy. Uh-huh. Mm. All pleasure begins with self-pleasure, but that has a different connotation. It's a whole different show. A whole, di whole different show. I was trying to make you spit your, spit your wine out there. Almost made it. Almost made it. Almost made it. Yeah, what is the quote about finding where your, your joy and the world's need intersects? And that's when you find your sweet spot of what you're supposed to do with your life? There you yep. go. Maybe that should be the tagline for the show. The sweet spot. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of long, but maybe sweet yeah, spot. The sweet spot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Episode fifty, the sweet spot. Oh man, we're gonna Show have some new sponsors by next week. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> All right, so we are talking names tonight on episode fifty. Speaking of naming the episode, and before we get to divine names or the names of God. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about the name you were given, uh, your birth name? And wow. would you ever consider changing your name or have you changed your name? You know, I hated my name for a while because it was, well, still is um, very unique, at least on in this hemisphere. Mm. You know, it's a very, it's a very common name um, out of the Yoruba tradition in West Africa. Um, Ogun is the name of a deity, um, Orisha. Of uh, course. Of course. <laughs> So, um, but, but growing up in Barbados and basically everywhere, you know, again, this side of the hemisphere, I'm the only one with my name. And for well, when I was a kid, I was teased a lot about it. You know, Ogun, they used to come up with any word that would rhyme. They would, you know, organ, um, you know, even, um, yeah, let's see, late seventies was when that James Clavell Shogun series came out. Oh, um, yes. That, Richard Chamberlain, uh, the TV series. So I was teased a lot um, for my name. So I went through a period of really disliking it. Um, but then, you know, as I grew older and valued uniqueness a little bit over fitting in and being like, yes. Yes. Then, um, 
I was I was glad for the uniqueness of my name. Plus, it's just super cool to be named after a god. Yeah, it's yeah. And would yeah. you say the god of fire? Iron. Oh, I thought you said fire. No, fire would have been way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. What god are you named after? Thank you. Very well. Much. Um, technically, Christina is Christian, so the God. Oh, wait, <laughs> Apparently, the, the only one that matters Christina? to Christianity. What? Is it Christina your full name? No, no, it's Tina, but it's a shortened form of Christina. My mom just called me Tina. She named me Tina because I was a very tiny baby. Hey, if it's not on your birth certificate, you can't claim it. I didn't claim it. It's just when <laughs> I look up my name, it says. It's a root. It's a derivative. Yeah. Of... I missed that. But... You said you named you Tina because you were a tiny baby. Mm -hmm. Can we call you tiny from now on? I... I was the I've got called Tiny Tina a long time in my life. Um, I was the fourth daughter. She was running out of ideas. <laughs> she wanted to name me just Justine Justine Tyne, and um, my uncle said he was going to call me just in time for dinner. So she decided not to. But when people say to me, "Is you know, is your name Christina?" and I say, "No, it's Justina," she's like, "I should have just named you Justina." Oh, get it? Yes, I got it. I get it. So, I get I it. Go. Sassy, the sassy sidekick, Tiny Tina. That that yeah. that's, that's it from now. Oh, yeah. So, my name's never bothered me, um, but a lot of people call me Lisa. Like people throughout my life, uh, different. Like I had a boss that used to call me Lisa. Like random people forget my name and call me Lisa. You do look I, like a Lisa. I could see. Yeah, you could be a Lisa. I could see that. Brian, hmm. what about you? It's a pretty common name. Yes, exactly. An another Brian. You're like five um, Brian's in my elementary school class. But yeah, when they all come out with a Y, though, I I never I never met a Brian with a Y till till this. Yeah, one. that's that's the redeeming part of my name. Like I never crazy. I mean Brian, it's okay, you know. Like it's my name, and so it's okay. I don't like the commonness of it, but I like the Y because that feels like it gives that, that little piece of uniqueness of course there are lots of brian's with y's but there are more brian's with eyes so so when you introduce oh. yourself you're like i'm brian with a y sometimes, sometimes don't worry you're a your last name makes up for the ordinariness of your first name <laughs> yeah last name's a Wordy? mouthful and you can't spell it yeah nobody knows how to spell that thing nope yeah. nope so yeah so i'm i mean i'm okay with it uh we haven't talked middle names. Our middle name's David, uh, Brian David. I don't, I don't mind that. It works. My middle name is just as unusual as my first name. Uh-oh. What is it? Renato. What? Could have been worse. It could have been your first name. I, you're not kidding. I don't even know what that means. I should Google that right now. I'm Googling my name right now. Google it later, Ogan. Dude, how, how do you get these sweet names? My parents were just out there. I'm like on page one of like, what's a name of baby in the 70s. <laughs> you never leave the top 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and probably hasn't left the top 10. My middle name is Denise because my dad's middle name is Dennis. Um, but I don't know why my mom did that because growing up, she always called me Tina Louise or Tina Marie. No, it was always <laughs> Tina, Tina Louise. That's what she called me. So I'm like, why didn't you just name me that? Yeah, our family's got issues. Well, wasn't Tina Louise um, one of the Gilligan's Island characters? Wasn't that her real name or something? Hmm. I have no idea. I don't know. It came from some star in the 70s. I'm not Googling that now. Yeah, don't know it. So uh, we have a, we're going to talk about names of God, but we first, we're going to look at a specific instance 
in a scriptural tradition where God reveals one of God's names. And this is a famous passage from Exodus 3. It's the burning bush episode with Moses, if you're familiar with that. And God is calling Moses to go rescue his people from the clutches of Pharaoh and Egypt in slavery. And Moses says, if I come to the Israelites and say, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask, what's his name? What do I say to them? And God delivers this classic line, I am who I am. And then he says further, you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. And then again says, thus you shall say to the Israelites, yod Hey vav Hey." Uh, no offense meant to any Jewish listeners, commonly pronounced in English, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. So wondering uh, if you're familiar with this text and what you think about the I am who I am, as well as the later more specific name that God reveals. Um, I think two things. First off, I'm wondering if when he first answered, God was like having a senior moment and couldn't exactly remember <laughs> which, which name he wanted to use. So he's like, I am uh, who I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like this old, you know, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm me. I'm me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, apparently God just turned Italian, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a moment. God was having a moment. Um, or maybe he was given that as a confusing name. So the trouble couldn't be traced back to him. Ooh, there, was, there you go. Possibly, possibly that too. Um, or he was like, I am who I am. And they're like, we have no idea what that means. Yeah, yeah. no idea. You got what something more I? specific? Yeah. Yeah. Give him a little rope a dope. A little, a little and here's a more specific name, but you can never pronounce it. <laughs> there's that too. No, um, I I I love I kind of like that. The 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 I am, the I am this. It's almost like a it's almost like an owning an owning who you are. There's mm. a sense of 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 claiming it um in that in that title. In Unity, we when we talk about the I am, we talk about the divine essence of who we are that is the i am of who we are that is the that that is our highest self that is our purest self um it's it's the god within um beyond the humanness of us so um i i, I really i really like that yeah I, I like the i am too because i feel like he was being like you know all-encompassing like you you can't name me you know i'm, I'm bigger than any name yeah and there's you know it's it's there's a sense of just simply being there right this uh, and it's the you know a form of the verb to be which in uh, multiple languages is just this sort of talking about existence you know i exist or you know i'm beyond defining yeah. uh, and i like that it has that sort of mystical mysterious element that you know what you can't box me in you can't i am who i am uh, i've also seen it translated as i will be who i will be um and I, yeah i like that it it it's good it's good the whole yahweh business though that's that's a whole yeah. thing that's beyond not being the um educated in that deeply in judaism um yeah, and so you know, there's the um, 
when scholars look at the first five books of the Bible, uh, the Torah or the Pentateuch, as it's referred to, uh, they notice different traditions, different strains of early traditions that all were sort of uh, put together to comprise the, those five books. And they note that one of the traditions is the Yahwist tradition. And so a tradition that seems to be centered around the idea of God revealed as Yahweh, as opposed to sort of the Elohim tradition or the um, priestly tradition or the Deuteronomist tradition. I think those are the four. Um, and so there are these different strands in early Israelite or even proto-Israelite religion where they're, ideas about God aren't that defined and they're in a very pluralistic polytheistic um, setting where there's all kinds of gods out there. And, you know, there's some debate about is El or Elohim, was that understood as the same deity as Yahweh or were those competing claims that were later sort of smoothed out to look as if this is all one unified tradition, but maybe as that developed historically a long time ago before these texts were written down, Maybe these were um, variant strains that eventually came together. Or maybe uh, Elohim wiped out all the other gods and he was the only one left. Yeah, well, or I would say Yahweh did that, but... Well, I was going to say, what do you think the significance? <laughs> what do you think the significance of Yahweh? We're going to get some calls on that one. <laughs> we might have just alienated all our Jewish listeners. <laughs> I am so sorry. I was going to say, as Colbert would say, Yahweh or no way. <laughs> i'm so sorry tina we cut you right off no that's okay i was just gonna ask like what do you think the significance of um you know god defining himself in that like if, if you're saying there were a bunch of different gods at the time what do you think the significance was of that path of calling himself yahweh yeah yeah so i think there was um well, one, it helped define who are we talking about here? Which deity are we talking about out of the pantheon of options? And so not only does he say Yahweh, he says the God of your ancestors. So, you know, I'm the God that your people have served, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The patriarchs are mentioned. See, uh, now I always, I've always had a problem with that, okay? Because that's that's a time when people had personal gods. So if it was their personal God... How did it become all of ours? You know what I well, mean? But by that time, if I'm understanding your uh, question, by the time you know Abraham and Isaac were rolling around, it it, it had become monotheistic. Um, pretty. Yeah, I, I would tweak that and say it was um, it was more henotheistic, uh, which is meaning they believed one God was their God right. amidst the other gods. Amidst the other gods. So that's sort of uh, monotheism. Only one God actually exists, but in the ancient time around Abraham, Isaac, and even during Moses' time, right. uh, they believed there were lots of gods, but one God was their God and probably was the superior God, but they did hold that, yeah, yeah there's these other gods out there. So I think you're right, Ogan, but I would tweak it to say more. No, you're right. You're, that, you're right. That's, that's kind of what I was saying. Henotheism. Yep. Right. At that point, they were only into the one God, even though that's they right. yeah, acknowledged their Their personal God, everybody else had a different God. Well, yeah, and so well, that develops. You see that develop over time. So initially, right. you know, you'll see in the Psalms that um, Yahweh sits at the council of the gods, it says. So there's even into the Psalms, there's this idea that, yeah, there are these other gods, but Yahweh is the chief of these gods and the one that we're worshiping. It's our God. But at some point, that shifts to actually 
all those other gods they aren't real the, you know those are idols or they don't really exist the only god that actually exists is the god of israel i want my own personal god <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> You have you have many to choose from. Or, <laughs> I'm sure. Mm. Oh my goodness! There, there we go. Why can't why go. can't why can't Yahweh be your own personal god? I want one that nobody else has. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I hear Ogan is available. <laughs> I don't want the god of iron. I want the, the god, god of fire. iron. <laughs> Strong. I like I like where this is going. I value wisdom <laughs> over strength. Ah. Oh, ouch. <laughs> no one's saying those things are mutually exclusive. Uh, that's that so, true. so the next question is, do you find names of God meaningful? So, you know, when I've spent some time in more evangelical circles, certain folks really got excited talking about Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah so-and-so or Adonai or, you know, and often it was rooted in, the Jewish tradition or translations, English, Anglicizations of the Hebrew or the Greek, such as Adonai. Um, and they really, you know, this means God as helper, or this means God as shepherd, or this means God as such and such. Do you find that helpful or meaningful in your own spiritual path? Or is that too limiting for God? Or does it not matter? Uh, for me, not anymore. Um, there was a time when it when it did matter, and I and I I um, used the parallel of you know how the Greeks had all these different words for love, you yes. know like like eros and uh, philia and agape to really indicate um, I think more how how the action of love was being demonstrated. So I think the different names for God was more representation of why you were seeking God's help. So in this case, you know, I'm seeking God's help for healing. So, you know, I focus on Jehovah as Rafa, the healer, or I am, I am like, want to engage in like some spiritual warfare or something. So, um, you know, I want, I want God as, as my, my, like, you know, going before me as, as my banner. Yeah. God is warrior or yeah, God. Yeah. Jehovah Nissi was that one. If my memory serving me correctly. Um, fire, so, sure. Fire away. Yeah, let's go with that. So it was sounds right. Um, so mm -hmm. it was it was it was really the idea of who, who is God for me in this situation. Um, so how is that any different than having different gods? So it's it's not well. It it is different in that it's 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 like you're calling you, a different piece of God. Well, when you're no, it's like when you go to a kid, you want different things from your parents. Sometimes you want your parent to comfort you and cuddle you because you feel sick. Sometimes you want your parent to provide you money because you want to buy stuff. Sometimes you want your parent to sign your permission slip. You want them okay. to. Okay. So it's like God has like different personalities. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, but to use my analogy, it's the same parent, but they different roles. So, so just different roles and, and you're being specific about the role you're asking for. Um, for me, it doesn't really hold, it doesn't, applied to me or I don't use that aspect per se. Um, so in unity, when we speak about, you know, our inner divinity, we can still talk about different qualities of God. So God God shows up for me 
um, as abundance or God shows up for me as love. God shows up for me. So, so we do even still have different names for God, love, spirit, um, you know, many people have different names. Many people have alternatives because they don't want to use the word God because it comes with a lot of baggage because of maybe some previous uh, religious traditions that they were in and, and they want something that's a little more, they judge as a little more inclusive. Um, so, so depending on who you are, the name may also be a better reflection on how you understand God and is in relationship with God. I came full circle from using the word God to not using the word God and having nothing to do with it to now being comfortable with using the word God again. But I'm always careful when I use it in mixed company um, to, to explain ah. when I say God, this is what I mean. Right. We'll that's right. The word God and go to a lot of assumptions. Yes, well, they do. That's why I, I find um, the different names of God extremely divisive. Divisive, yes. Divisive. Yes, divisive. I, I find, I really do because um, I like to refer to God as the universe because I, I believe, uh, like Ogan does, that God is a creative force that um, is all around us at all times. So I'll interchange the word God for the word universe, mostly because maybe I'm still at that stage that Ogan was at before where, you know, God to me is not this white haired man sitting on a cloud judging us, you know, and dictating whether we're doing bad or good. But I find that a lot of when I, and I, again, like Ogan, I, you know, I get in conversations with people and I, I have to change my terminology to match theirs because we think very similarly. Uh, we have very similar beliefs, but if I use the wrong lingo, I get outcast uh, as a pagan or the wrong kind of believer or, you know, right. being not religious, which I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be honest. I'm not a religious person, but I feel like I have a very close relationship with God. So, yeah. you know, I, I really have to watch my language. So I, I really do see, you know, terminology as divisive divisive considering you want your own private god that nobody has you you just like put yourself squarely in the heathen category so <laughs> i tend to do that you do <laughs> yeah no i hear you though tina i think it from what i hear you saying there are some times where you you may actually have a similar idea resonate with someone on something but because of the way you frame it or the words you use to describe perhaps a very similar experience or connection suddenly you'll be put in a different category and you're like I, look i don't why you're doing that and i don't want to have this conversation or i don't want to turn this into an argument and so would it be fair to say that sometimes you just use language to avoid that kind of uh confrontation because maybe you don't feel like getting into it at that time well i find it extremely accurate and i also think it's silly that we're going to fight over words we're going to argue over words when the meaning behind them is the same mm. um see no i don't believe we're fighting over words i think we're fighting over the meaning and interpretation of words and and the problem with that is words are limiting words never accurately convey the full meaning that with which someone is using them and I'm generalizing here because, you know, take a word like table, pretty much people get what a table is. But again, when I say that, you know, I have in my head an idea of what I'm thinking when I 
in my image of a table, you're not going to get the image in my head. So again, there's always something lost in communication that doesn't go into great details and specifics. So we got to remember that. We always have to remember that. And I think we avoid a lot of conflict with each other when someone says something and whether it pushes a button or we don't get it, ask them to clarify. Like when you say that, what do you mean right. by that? When you use the word God, when you use the word love, when you use the word, you know, whatever word you're using, what does it mean to you when you say that? Now here's what it means to me when I hear that word. And we realize we're either talking about two different things, exactly the same thing, or there's some overlap. Right. Right. And we have this quote from uh, Mirabai Starr, who considers herself interspiritual in that she draws from multiple religious traditions. Uh, and she says this uh, provocative thing. She says, I've, I've always been spiritually promis promiscuous, lying down with any God who will have me. Nice. Uh, I like that. Kind of, That's hot. Kind of, kind of cocky. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> no, and... no pun intended. <laughs> your words, man. Your words. We just had a discussion about <laughs> All you. Right. Oh, my word. PG 13 episode. Hey, Discussion about using words. And that's what you Are you listening to the podcast while you're wow. on? Oh. <laughs> man, I'm just doing the podcast. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> All right, so she so she also says <laughs> we're losing it here on episode fifty. Wouldn't you know it? But she says that we can find God inside the holy houses of each of the world's faiths. So some people, right, would hear that and instantly their um, their ire would be raised, their flags would be raised, and they say, "No, I disagree with that. God can be down. found." Yeah, God can be found in my faith. So if they're a Christian, they'd say, no, I find God in the New Testament, in the God of Jesus Christ. Don't tell me I'm going to find the same God when I go to a, a Hindu ashram or a, a, you know, a Buddhist temple or a Muslim. Um, so here's here's the issue I have with that. Though. Place of worship. I, I know what she's trying to say, but but I would tweak that and say inside the holy houses of each of the world's faith, that's where we will find a path to God. I don't think we're finding God there. We're finding a path to God because I... It's a difference, Hogan. Let me explain. Hold your horses. Because I don't think any of the religions, again, with words that are limited, accurately grasp what God is, means. That we only can understand individually and all the religious faith point towards god and we follow some or all of them and we we get we we get to that point that's beyond words that's beyond description beyond scripture beyond beyond theology sure sure but wouldn't you also say that that god is found there but also you're given the tools to make the connection to god there no, I don't think or god is found there god is beyond it all yeah it points to God. Don't confuse. Would you me. would you say that God is everywhere? I would say that everywhere huh? is God. Huh? I would say See that everywhere is God. But here's so exactly. So in the mosque, in the temple, in the church. I'm, I'm giving God, Brian a point for that one. <laughs> God is there, and the question is: Are you in tune with that? Do you have awareness to see to find God 
where he where he she always is so um so i won't argue semantics but yes i would i then i would agree that yes each of these places gives you the tools or directs you to where you can find god within yourself not, uh, oh boy not the idea of god is residing in these places or you see know. that that to me it's like oh well fortunately i just showed up here today friends and i brought god with me otherwise sorry but yeah that's that's out of luck <laughs> but but that's what it is god is so so when you say god is everywhere it's uh, or omnipotence people kind of view omnipotence as sometimes this idea of god is so large that god is expansive covering everything or omnipresent Right. I, I kind of hold the view. This is a, um, um, Eric Butterworth, Unity, longtime Unity minister. He's deceased now. He wrote a lot of books. He says, the idea of omnipotence is God is fully present at every point in the universe, including you, exactly. which is a little... Yeah, sure. Right. So, yes. so wherever I am, God is. And this is the other part yes. of Meribai's quote. So we can go out in the forest. We can go on the lake. And yeah, find God, not so much that God is there, but God is fully present at the point of me and I am there. So wherever I am, God, God is. is inside of you. So if you're inside of a mosque, God is inside of you. You're, he's All right, fine, fine. All right. But, well, but, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Tina. Are you sure? Because I was going to switch the subject if you're – go no, ahead. Okay. So I, I mean, yeah. So I would say, yeah, I think there is a – an essence or a connection to the divine within each of us. I probably wouldn't frame it exactly as Ogan does, but I would also say God is beyond us. I don't think God's limited to any human person or persons by any stretch. Right. It's that paradox of imminent and transcendence. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You're well, right. and, I, and I totally agree with the quote in the aspect that we can glean wisdom from every single religion if we're open to it. And this is where I want my own personal God, because if every one of us has our own personal God, to, to, you're, you're viewing God in your own way, and you're not trying to force that view on anybody else because they have their own personal God. And you know what I mean? Like wow. nobody's trying to force anybody else into their little box. Well, I agree with you in, in, in the respect, because ultimately we can only each fully understand god in an, for ourselves and in that way god does become personal to each and every one of us but because, again like don't you see a lot of people that try to get other people to see god the exact same way they do absolutely absolutely technically you know all us ministers do it on a sunday morning but you know <laughs> you know you know or or we try to we we, we try to reinforce the uh the, the idea of God that that our specific you know denomination teaches, but but what I always say to people is that you know no matter what denomination you're in, even even unity, it's 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 not the full final word. It'll it'll only get you so far in terms of maybe beginning to understand what God is, but then you got to go deeper on your own. And guess what? There is no bottom. There is no bottom to this understanding. God, you can just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And to your point about um, many of uh, all the, you know, religions and traditions have some different aspects or understanding or way to view God. Yes, that's true. And we can learn 
from them. But but my my theory is pick one. It's only when you really pick one and really go deep with how which which how that one can take you. Like get into the deep teachings, the mystical teachings, go real deep. That it's gonna it's gonna like drop you off at a place where then you can progress on your own. But kind of what happens is people like to pick and choose a lot of the stuff from different religions and movements that sound good and resonate with them. But some of the deeper teachings are really the most difficult ones to embrace. So would you push back against this idea of interspirituality? Is that just too hodgepodgey for you? No, not 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 at all. But I my my thing is if we if we if we dabble I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna do interspirituality, if you're gonna do interfaith, if you're gonna take aspects from different religions, take the time to go deep with each of them one at a time. Because when we when we um, the Tao speaks of uh, in 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 the Tao Te Ching. Speak of the Tao is like it's like a wheel where the where the Tao, aka God, is at like the center, and 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 all the different faiths and religions are like spoke to the wheel. And I think when we dabble, and and just cherry pick the teachings, the best teachings or the nicest teachings from each of them, we're just skirting at the outside of this wheel. How do we get to the center? We pick a spoke and we go in. And eventually all the spokes are leading to the same thing, yeah. but but you gotta get into the deeper teachings, and that takes time, that takes that takes study. And that's just my theory. Tina shit. I absolutely one hundred percent disagree with you. I don't mm. think you need religion to find God. Call it what you want, whether it's religion, whether it's spiritual study, whether it's a path. I don't... I, you're you're talking about your head, Ogan. I don't think you find God with your head. And religion is about finding God with your head. I think you find God with all of you, your head, your heart, your soul, all of the above. I think when we just focus on our heart, we are missing out some. When we focus mm. with our just our head, we are missing out some. You got you gotta why? You gotta do it all. If if I know nothing about religion, if I don't know a single major religion, if I've never heard of religion, you think I don't have the ability to find God? No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, you 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 can you can experience, you can have an experience of God, sure. If you want to call it that. <laughs> what what is well, it then, Ogan? You yeah, think people I... couldn't experience God until man made up religion? I think they probably experienced it even better. So here's a quote from Meister Eckhart, the uh, mystic. Uh, saving you. And he said, he said. Saving me. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for salvation. I'll be here all night. All right. So he said, the less theorizing you do about God, the more receptive you are to his inpouring, which I think backs up Tina's view. Thank you. I was going to say. This, this, so you're quoting Meister Eckhart, who was a what now? He was a mystic in the church. He was a Christian mystic. He was a Catholic. Wasn't he Catholic? Is my Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Does well, it yeah, matter what his religion okay. was? Can I get oh a my word gosh. In? Can I get a word in? Can I get a word in? All I'm saying is he used <laughs> theology. He used the context of religion to yes. begin that journey to a much deeper experience. After, and then he, let me finish. Go ahead. Which then he can say, you know what? Let's get beyond that. And I'm and I'm talking about here in the modern day. So even 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 if in even if you don't ascribe to any particular religion, even if you're reading like you know four agreements or Eckhart Tolle 
or whatever you are doing, right. even if you are not in any particular form of study, the fact that you hear the word God or you have some understanding of God because it's being spoken about, you got to think about it. Why do you have to think about it? Because we're human beings and that's where it all starts. It starts up here, even if up here says, shut down up here and go to your heart. Because that's how we interact with the world and ourselves, with our minds. Yeah, and I think it. I don't think it has to be starting one way or the other. Because I think we can have a connection at the heart level, but then our minds are going to say, "What was that?" Or how do I define that? Or how do I find meaning in that? I was saying, but you, you don't to... need somebody else to tell you the words to define it. I'm not like, saying that. You... I think you're you're saying that, that he started his journey in Catholicism, and then he he progressed beyond it. And I think with that quote, he's saying. He didn't need to start in any religion to find what he found. Well, right. uh, I, I hear you say that, and I will say that you're going to be hard-pressed to find a deeply mystical spiritual person that didn't start that way. Even you started that way, Tina. That's true. Even That's because you. of the society we live in. Okay. That's the whole we don't, point uh, I'm No, making. I know what you're saying. <laughs> but if you did have in. somebody from some you know island somewhere that never – had the vocabulary that never had religion i'm you're right in but modern they, day no, no, society no. somebody's always heard of religion but what i'm saying is right you don't have to but here's where i'm gonna religion. push back because even in the oldest most primitive societies in the deepest of the amazon jungle where they've only just discovered that there's the rest of the world a couple of decades ago even they have some form of organized religion and way of experiencing God because it's natural for people when we're talking about the ineffable and and God to create some kind of language, some kind of syntax, right. some kind of context around it. We've been doing yeah. this from day one as human yes. beings, even if it was fire or we are meaning making creatures. We do that. That's what we do because as human beings, it's with our minds, even if the feelings are there, it's our minds that kind of steer the ship. So we do a both and. And my issue is with people, to your point, who divorce the heart from their experience and just get into the intellect. And people who divorce the intellect and just right. get into the heart. You need both. You do need both. You do need both. And I have a I have a my point. <laughs> my point is man oh. created religion. God did not. I agree. You don't with you need religion to find God. Yes, I, it is man's way of rationalizing things, but maybe we'd find God faster if we didn't do that. It's man's way of beginning the journey. Every journey's got to begin somewhere. It's got to begin somewhere. The journey to God—that's <laughs> how the journey to God begins. Brian is like, I'm muted my microphone. I'm not oh, even Brian, getting the discussion. We need you. Out. <laughs> no, I was I was getting a little echo, so I wasn't sure how that was happening, but uh -huh. um, so. I, I have a quote, once again, from Meister Eckhart that I think brings you both together. The peacemaker. Said, Ever the peacemaker. <laughs> exactly. I'm a, what is that? A Enneagram middle, 9. <laughs> Enneagram something. Middle child also. All right. <laughs> so he said, for whoever does not truly have God within themselves, but must constantly receive him in one external thing after another, such a person does not possess God. Indeed. So just going to say, I think that brings you both. Say together. that again. So he's saying for whoever doesn't have God within themselves, but is always looking for God out there 
or out there. He says, seeking God in diverse ways, whether by particular works, people, or places, that person doesn't really have God. Yeah. You got to find God within. It eventually becomes an inside job, no, ma- no matter where you are or what faith or what tradition. It becomes, it, it, it's, it's got to be an inside job. And so bringing us back to names, he also said the best name for God is compassion. Oh, I love that? that. What do you think about that? I, li- I like that. By extension, love. I mean, compassion is a form of love. So yeah, lo- love, love is, yeah, love is the way. You know, I do like compassion better though, Ogan, because you had brought up when we talked about the relationship, um, we had the relationship episode, love is a spectrum and it can, <laughs> and it can be very dysfunctional. Sure. On that spectrum, but compassion is never dysfunctional. Anything can be dysfunctional. Uh, I think sometimes it can be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aren't we so compassionate? Yeah. Woo! Ah, ah. Oh man, we're, you can we're... have extremes in anything. You can have extremes in anything, and an extreme of anything is is not good. So you know, I mean. I can't think of it right now, but even even you can. You well, can... what we talked about this last week, right? With the golden rule, sometimes what you think, what you intend as compassion, if you're doing it in the sense of do to others as you would have them do to you, maybe you're actually not helping them, even though it's a good intention, but right. you're helping them without really awareness of what it is they want right. or need. Could be, be self serving, or you could be enabling them, yeah. mm-hmm. like missionaries who go to you know save people who didn't really need. Any help or in the first place. Just yeah, or, that's an example. <laughs> well, certainly that. And I think Tina said enabling them. Yeah, there's that there's that uh quote or story with I think I want to say it might be an Eskimo, but there was some indigenous tribe that um the missionaries came to, and the missionary said to the guy, you know, if you don't accept God and Jesus, basically you're going to hell. And the guy and, you know, the indigenous person was, well, I never heard of this God. So how can I be blamed for not knowing? And the missionary was, well, well, like, if you didn't know, then you would have been spared. And he was like, well, then why'd you come tell me? I was good before you showed up. My sister and I had that same discussion. I'm like, why? Why are you trying to spread the word? (laughs) I know you're. Yeah. Yeah. Cause more harm than good. If there's the ignorance clause, then leave them alone. Exactly. This and this is why I have such a problem. There are just too many holes and gaps for me. Mm, there's a lot of holes and a lot of gaps. A lot of gaps. Mm. Mind the gap. Hey, it's wow. ten o'clock. Look at that. I know we're having wow. fun, man. I feel like we we're just sort of hitting our stride here. But well, you know, I shut down the show and we'll go after show. <laughs> can we could we could do that? Absolutely, absolutely. Boy spiritually promiscuous that was a provocative line i think that's awesome <laughs> that's the line of the show the spiritually promiscuous show yes Ooh, that that could be the show title i like that i like that mm. rated pg-13 <laughs> exactly we gotta drop we gotta drop a few words just to make it worth their while i thought we did already especially with your jokes brian oh my gosh Oh boy. All right. So any, any final word of wisdom as we talk about names, as we talk about finding God in different traditions, finding God in nature, finding God within anything you would like to add in conclusion? Um, that you, the, the finding of God is, is not, there's not going to be an end point. 
is always going to be a process of unfolding and going deeper. There is no end point to God. Um, mm. And I think a lot of people think that there is. When I, when I think this way, live this way, do this, get aligned with this, then I've, I've found God. But you know what? There, there is no end to finding God. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you could say that um, the journey is the destination. Yes. Right. Don't, don't expect to arrive. Don't expect to arrive. Just, expect to, just <laughs> expect, to keep, expect to keep journeying. You're like on the yeah. enterprise and you just going. <laughs> That's right. I like that vision. <laughs> I do too. I love it. They I, avoid I, the Gorg, friend the Klingons and just keep going. Just keep going. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to episode 50 of Pub Theology Live. Please that connect. Should our, and th- That should be our show title, Starship Pub Theology. No, we have a show title. Just stop. It was the last two minutes. Right. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Enough. Enough. <laughs> All right. Well, you can connect and spread the word on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. As you've heard, we gave away some free beer tonight, so it might be worth your while to find us on social media and leave a comment. We want to hear what you think about the stuff we're talking about. And remember, you can leave that comment anytime during the week while you're listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. Maybe you're commuting to work. You've got a 45-minute drive or a metro ride or an Uber ride, whatever. Tune into us. Leave us a comment. It'll make your day. It'll make our day. Don't, don't, don't comment and drive, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And you can find a conversation like this in your town. If you go to pubtheology.com, check out the directory there, look on the map, see if there's something happening in your neck of the woods. And if there is not, you can find some tools to start your own. And once again, thanks to our sponsors, Craft Beer Cellar, who you'll find at craftbeercellar.com. That's C-E-L-L-A-R. And wink at trywink.com slash ptlive. And that's wink with a C. And please don't forget to leave us a message on our Casual Priest hotline at 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. Until next time, friends, please drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Wow, we got feisty in number 50. Sarah Sarah messaged me and says, Brian is serving as marriage counselor. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. True enough. That's too funny. Too funny. There's a very good reason we're just friends. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. New, new show title. We're just friends. <laughs> well done. Oh, that's awesome. Good, Good night, all. Thank you. Great episodes. Yeah. Sleep tight, friends. This was fun. Bye. <laughs>